0: Somebody this week asked me, why would you sit in 40 degree water and sit there for three minutes and focus on breathing? What's the point? And today, I'm about to tell you. What's up, everybody? We're going to talk and focus today on how to become anti-fragile, how to focus on stress management techniques, how to build a bulletproof mindset, and how to kind of just change how you look at most things in life, right? And this whole uh, path of most resistance that I like to preach to everybody. Um, the whole conversation for me started with a a new client that just signed up this week and we were going through, you know, the usual background stuff of exercise, background, nutrition, stress, stress was one of the things that was kind of top on her list that she wanted to work on from a stress management standpoint, obviously like her average was like an eight out of 10. And I was talking about kind of our six dimensions, as always, of you know, movement and exercise and nutrition are obviously great places to start. But if you know, if you tried and failed so many times over the past, like we probably should be looking under the hood a little bit deeper. And let's look at sleep. And let's look at stress management. And then, you know, eventually, maybe even working down towards community environment mindset. Um, You know, and ideally, we like to work a little bit of everything right when we're talking about those things. So and she asked me, and it's 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 a great question, but it's also there's so much to unpack from it. There's so much context, and it's also so different per person, right? She goes, "Well, what's your stress management techniques?" And I'm like, oh, "That's a great question." Uh, I was like, "I have a lot." I was like, I, "I enjoy my hobbies. I enjoy alone time. I enjoy spending time with friends and family." You know, uh, there's certain techniques and tactics that I use, such as you know meditation in the morning, uh, such as cold immersion. Um, you know, sometimes writing or just getting things out of my head. So writing on a whiteboard, not necessarily journaling all the time or whatever it be. And, you know, there's obviously different things, but then obviously it's, it's, it's the mindset. It's how you choose to look at everything that is stressful in your life, right? This is, you know, the, the fact that we need to do things. You don't need to do everything, right? Turn your needs into wants. Turn your have to's into get to's, right? Um, so a lot of that internal dialogue obviously is a big piece and then looking at all the other factors around that, what where most people have stress, which is going to be your environment, your community. So just to briefly touch on that, and then I'll kind of get more into kind of the tactics of some of the stuff that I, you know, was talking about there. When you look at stress management kind of being dimension number four and environment and community being five and mindset being six and the last one in the foundational piece, we have to look at, you know, the bottom two, like you've heard me say in the past is there's, there's external things around us that could be causing stress, meaning your job is stressful, meaning you're having trouble with relationships with your partner or with your family or with your coworkers or with your friends or with your neighbors. You know, these are external things that are, um, not easy to change, but they do have to change. If this is something you feel like you keep he- running your head into the wall because stress management requires you really optimizing those things. But then at the core of it, really foundationally, it's like the mindset is going to be the king of all, right? Like it, it has to be the thing that we always come back to when wanting to optimize and work and focus on building it because building up that resiliency is really what's the thing that's going to allow you to weather a pandemic. You know, there's a lot of stress now going on with the stuff and you know, other countries and World War Three now and this kind of talk and, you know, your work and relationships. That that stuff is always gonna be there, right? Um, so if you can't weather it, it's because maybe mindset is gonna be the thing that's kind of the weak point. So, you know, you can have a really, really, really strong mindset and still be in an invaded bad environment and community and somehow make it out okay. Um not saying that's the way to live, like not saying mindset is gonna be the only thing we should focus on, but it is kind of the foundation to every other thing that I talk about with health. So when i think about stress management techniques and i think about you know the tactics and the tools and the systems that we all use you know a lot of the one thing that really comes back for me and i was trying to figure this out for the kind of the name of the the email for this week for the newsletter for this one it was like you know all why we should be doing hard shit or you know the becoming anti-fragile um you know stress management techniques or whatever it is the one thing that I will tell you that's kind of a couple parallels in everything that I think about, like when I think about the stress management techniques and tactics that I am currently using, there's two things that really pop up for me. Number one is action, right? I think where our mind tends to run wild is when we kind of get into this place of boredom or insecurity or freedom of time. Um, and when you give yourself too much to think or too much time to think, I'm sorry, your mind will run wild, right? And this is the one thing that I learned about meditation over the last couple of years is like, no matter how hard you try to consciously focus on something, subconsciously, it's doing its own thing, right? And I think that's obviously the whole tool and the kind of the training behind meditation is we're trying to be able to build up, you know, the ability for subconscious and conscious self, the two selves that we all have, to become a little bit more aligned and take more conscious control But the action item behind it is going to be the big thing. If you're stressed out about the way you look, it requires you working out. It requires you dieting more, right? If you're stressed out about your job, it requires you taking action and speaking up to a boss or quitting your job or moving on to something that's more stable. You know, if you're stressed out about anything in life, you have to look at number one thing is the action is the thing that's going to solve that problem. If you're not willing to take action against a certain item, of course, you're going to be stressed out. Of course, you're easy to be play the victim. Of course, it's easy for you to always be in a hole and always be just in this place of fear and anxiety and depression and stress or whatever it might be, because you're never doing anything to dig it out, right? Like you're never trying to do anything to climb back out of this hole. You're just sitting there complaining and whining about it all the time. Um, you know, and as always, I hope I'm not offending anybody, but I tend to be brash on how I look at these things because at the end of the day, the work really does solve the problem. Um, I talk about this with my team all the time, right? Like when we think about our sales training, like one of the worst parts about sales training is not making the sale and getting a new member to be a part of the team or not making the commission on the front end. It's doing the boring work in the front end. It's making the calls. It's reaching out to people. It's the, you know, the uncomfortable ask for the sale or for whatever it is, right? Right. Um, And it's the same thing in every single avenue of your life. There is going to be a point that is just boring or it's uncomfortable or it's hard or it's whatever it is. The action is really what's going to get you across that bridge and it's going to get you to the other side. And hopefully with action, with proper education, structure, accountability, and motivation leading after progress, you can start to build the momentum and action becomes easier to do, Right. Action is not easy, right? And the reason why most of us procrastinate, and I'm going to speak for myself here because I am really the king of procrastination. Um, I want to say I've gotten better in a lot of areas of life, but I try to really think about why have I gotten better in certain areas and why in certain areas am I still a procrastinator? Um, you know, I didn't realize this until we did the nutrition masterclass a few weeks ago that I was like, okay, I want to, I want to put some slides together for the clients. I wanted to make this a free thing and I wanted to make it just because it's free. I didn't want it to be this cheesy little bull crap information. I wanted to, you know, still deliver as much as I could. And I told myself, let's get it done early. Let's just make sure that like you are prepared. You can go over a few rough drafts. You can make your corrections, And as usual, I waited till the last week to really start pumping it out because I got majority of it done, you know, during that Christmas vacation. And then I just did nothing for it for four weeks. And then I just piled it all into one week as usual, right? So like for me, it's like, where does this procrastination come from? Because procrastination does for most people create stress, but it's also inverse relationship of itself. Like why are you stressed because you're procrastinating? Are you stressed because you are blah, blah, blah. Um, you have to look at it as like that's a perfect example of not taking action, right? Like what would have solved my procrastination and my stress that was created from the procrastination would have been from me taking action, right? So when it comes to taking action, remember that, yes, it is going to be very difficult. It is going to be boring. It's not going to be exciting necessarily all the time. Because you have to get over that first phase. It's like when people first get into the gym. It's like when people first start a diet. It's like when people want to go out and start dating again. It's like anything that's new in life, a new job, there's a point that's going to be very, very uncomfortable. And that point tends to be phase one. Getting over the soreness of the first three weeks of working out. It's not fun. Why the fuck did I just pay hundreds of dollars to be feeling like I'm literally walking around like a Frankenstein every day? Or why am I giving up good food and wine and alcohol to be on this quote unquote diet that's going to be healthy for me? Why am I doing this uncomfortable thing of going out in the world and asking people to go on a date with me? Like, you know, that first phase is super, super uncomfortable. And you really have to get over that. And I think that really comes from just understanding that actionable steps can be very small. Like, it doesn't need to be this big thing. Like, so in the beginning, it's like, hey, maybe it's one workout a week, right? Maybe it's, you know, making sure that you're obviously progressing, not saying one workout a week forever and taking a year to get to two workouts a week. But, like, just getting the ball rolling and building momentum is really the big thing about that. So number one is definitely action for me. Number two, which is what I want to probably spend more time on today and kind of focus a little bit more on, is doing the hard things, right? And making sure that you're doing these things consciously with effort and dedicated, like, you are making sure that you're purposely, like, building these things into the routine, right? Because if you can build hard things into the routine and the lifestyle, life becomes very easy. I tell people, if you do hard things, life feels easy. If you do easy things, life feels hard, most of us choose short term ease and comfort and suffer from long term suffering and kind of in, in the in the long aspect of things, lifetime-wise, we tend to suffer later on in life. Versus doing the things that are hard in the acute moment that are more difficult and allowing life to be easier in the long term, right? So and when you think about this, and this is why I think most of us are like I like to use this as kind of a financial example, a lot of people are not willing to invest in, you know, have money compound very, very small percentages in the first, you know, decade of time, but realizing that it's going to make you a crap ton of money in 50 years from now, because long term is hard to see, right? And it makes sense, right? Like, and I still struggle with this 100% a lot with everything is you have to be able to see the long game, and you have to be able to kind of prepare for tomorrow by doing what you do today. Right, But here's the cool thing about doing hard things is when we talk about mindset all the time, if you do easy things, your mind gets hardwired to thinking that, cool, the easiest path of resistance, the path of least resistance, I'm sorry, right? this comfort that I seek, um, this complacency that you create for yourself is a habit. And just like any other habit in life, if you want to create a good or a bad one, repetition and momentum being built over time is going to allow us to really... "Quote unquote," build on this habit so if you're someone that chooses the path of least resistance all the time your body is building the habit of comfort right if you're a parent that just wants to throw an ipad at your kid because it's easier than going and playing with them outside sure that's path to least resistance that is solving the problem in the current state um choosing to do the easy thing all the time is going to be a pain in the ass in a long time right so looking at every area of your life of why am I choosing X and how do I kind of flip this around to take action and do the hard stuff now and build a momentum in the mindset around the harder things and the path of most resistance, that's something that you need to be able to do with every little area of your life, right? Now, where this can be taken out of context is thinking that like, well, I'm just supposed to make everything super difficult in life. Like I'm going to walk to work every day instead of drive there, right? I'm going to do the hardest workouts. I'm going to, you know, I'm never going to take a warm shower. I'm never going to do anything that makes me comfortable. That is not what I'm saying here. I'm saying how do we build little things into the routine that start to build up this mental resiliency? Because when you build up resiliency, you become more anti-fragile. When you're used to doing hard things or at least encountering them a little bit more often and more frequent. It's easier for you to deal with those things in the future. If you're not willing to take a little bit of suffering in the current state, you're definitely not going to be able to handle it tomorrow, right? And most of us choose the other route, right? This is why most people suffer from health problems. This is why most people have to live on medication from a very symptomatic-focused medical system. This is why most people have trouble with their kids when they're obviously growing up into adults because you gave them the easiest route as possible in their childhood. This is why most people choose convenience for food. This is why most people want to work at home. And this is all this stuff that you're doing to build comfort, be prepared. Because if you do not change it or you don't change the mindset of how you do these things, you will pay for it later, right? And I'm not saying, like I said, to not take this out of context, that all our life is supposed to be super, super difficult. Like we just want to make sure that you're you're choosing to build in things that are harder, right? So I want to kind of go over some of the things that are really hard for me so I can give you guys personal experience and I can talk about the little challenge slash homework that I threw in the email today and obviously today for the podcast. For me, when I started meditation, there's basically three things, right? Meditation, working out, and cold immersion, right? Meditation for me, I told myself that I was going to do this for 90 days because just like anything else in life, I tell my clients the same thing. I would tell my family or friends the same thing. Like, don't do it for less than 90 days and come with me and pretend like you have an opinion. You don't, right? Do it for 90, then tell me. So I made it a thing. I was, okay, I'm going to do meditation. I want to get in the habit of doing this because for me, I, I tend to be a very, you know, most people might call it ADD or OCD or whatever the hell it is. Um, I, I tend to just be a very, just, I'm type A. I need to get stuff done. There's a lot going on in my head. I want to grow my business. I want to do this. And like, there's so much always going on. And meditation seemed to be the thing. Like, okay, like, can I create a little more self-awareness? Can I slow things down? Can I come back into this present moment? Um, and presence for me is something that I've really preached really, really hardcore over the last year and a half, two years, because I've realized the impact that it's made on me personally from a stress standpoint. Um, because when we live in the future or the past, you're, you're not in the present. You're not happy. So meditation, I'm not joking, for the full 90 days I thought was the stupidest thing in the world. I was like, "There's this has no, like, benefit to me and my health, right? Like, I feel the same way. I waste 10 minutes every fucking morning waking there, sitting there, crisscrossed applesauce, and trying to focus on my breath. And then sometime in a month three and four, I started to feel this very, very slight, like, kind of effect from it, right? When I was at work and I felt there was something that kind of irritated me and I wanted to react and I was able to just like kind of slow down and take a breath. And for the first time I was able to do that. I usually don't. I'm very reactive, still am, um, but I was able to kind of go, okay, take a breath. It's not a big deal, right? And focus on really what is aggravating me. And so it actually, I realized like, oh my God, there's actually some level of awareness around what I was kind of reactive to. And the importance of that breath and the importance of taking a second to actually think about before you say it, um, and that's where the true power really showed itself. And still to this day, I st- I'm not doing meditation seven days a week, right? As much as I say I am, obviously, sometimes I'm on vacation. Sometimes I wake up and I'm not doing it. Um, I try to at least make sure I'm doing it at least four times a week. So and I'm probably still being consistent with that for sure. And it's hard, right? But the fact that I know it's hard means I know it's good for me, right? The fact that I know that, holy, why is this challenging me so much? Why is 10 minutes out of your day, out of your 24 hours that you have such a challenge for you? And the reason why is because I want, I feel like I need to do more because I feel like I should be kind of be more efficient with my time because I feel like I should be doing more things. I know in return that that's the reason why meditation is so powerful for me because the more I practice it, the more I take the time, the 10 minutes to slow down, the more I can create the awareness, the more I can practice becoming present. But hopefully over time that, thought process that personality trait that i've created over the last 30 years it starts to dwindle down and that's the goal for me right and it's obviously it's taken two years to get better at it and i'm nowhere near where i want to be but that's the cool thing about the art of the process is i'm hooked on the process i'm not i don't really care about the results so much right now right i want to stay focused on the process and just making sure i'm progressing obviously um, but that's number one, right? So the number two thing for me, and this is probably should have been number one, but it's working out, right? Working out for me is always going to be the thing that is hard to do, that is actionable items. It addresses health better than most things in life because working out gets the domino and the snowball rolling. Um, and you start to create better nutritional habits. You sleep better. You manage stress better. You build mindset in the gym. You create a community around you of people that are like-minded and healthy. Like everything that I think exercise provides, and this is why I got in the business of owning a gym is because I think it's such a powerful tool for people, right? There's no better tool in the world than working out. It literally like, it carries over to every area of your life. And when we talk about today for becoming anti-fragile, for becoming more mentally resilient, building a bulletproof mindset, working out does that better than anything really in the world for me, right? And I've done it for so long and I've just, I've seen the benefits of it. Obviously there's all the other benefits around it, but the mental stuff of learning how to be able to push myself when I'm tired, to be able to go one more rep when I think I'm done, to be able to really work out the days I'm really tired, and I want to skip the gym, getting that that mentality built around the gym um, and turning it into a passion to something I actually look forward to most days, not all days, um, is something that's carried over every year of my life because I know when I can push myself harder in the gym, I can be better at home. Right? I can be a better boyfriend. I can be a better son. I can be a better employer. I can be a better, you know, everything. Right? Because I, I, I'm practicing these things in other areas of my life. So when they show up in other areas of my life, I feel more prepared. Right? And exercise is probably one of the most powerful tools for doing that. Um, I personally think that kind of conditioning format workouts or aerobic training, um, probably do that a little bit more for me on the mental side of it which is kind of why i like to blend some type of aerobic training into my strength training as well not saying strength training definitely doesn't do it because it requires you doing that same exact skill set and mindset to getting stronger and building and progressively overloading week by week or you know cycle by cycle but i think the conditioning aspect like when i'm on a run and i'm you know you know i'm just getting going the first mile of just getting my legs warm my breath control then mile two, then you, know, you get into that kind of whatever it is for, you know, every person's different. Some people are already laughing at me. But, like, when I get into, like, three miles into my run, I'm like, all right, like, feel pretty good. I definitely can convince myself to walk if I wanted to right now. But, like, that little voice pops up in the gym more than any other place. Well, besides the next one I'm going to show you, um... And that voice is what we're talking about working on, right? When you think about building mental resiliency and you think about that voice that we're trying to fight, you know, meditation, the voice, no, skip it today. You don't need it. It's just breathing. It's a waste of 10 minutes. No, we need to do it, right? Like these are the conversations. I'm on a run. All right, you should walk. Your legs are pretty heavy right now. No, we're going to keep going. And finding the balance between these two voices and being able to stack those little wins and being able to outweigh and out-convince and out-argue the other person that's in your head convincing you to do the opposite thing. Um, these are the tools that start to build momentum, right? These are the things that start to build the better habits that we're trying to chase. Um, so like, like I said, exercise for me from a conditioning aerobic standpoint, I think would probably be a little bit more beneficial for that aspect. Um, but definitely not convincing people to only be aerobic. And the last one, which for me, I'm going to tell you right now, the reason why I saved this for the last and the reason why it's the most powerful thing is freaking cold water. It is literally one of the things. It's kind of like meditation when I first started. I was like, there's no way this is going to be something. Like, A, I started, like, what convinced me to do it originally to actually get a cold plunge um, at my house, right? I bought a sauna and I wanted the cold plunge Is obviously just doing the amount of research that I do all the time. I was like, okay, that, there actually is a lot of health benefits here. Um, you know, metabolically, longevity-wise, like, you know, Inflammation, recovery, even all all these things. I don't need to get into any of the nuances of that. But for me, what I realized is like a lot of it was just the mindset was really one of the most powerful things, right? And literally every single time I do it. It's not like, wow, I'm craving it today. Um the gym I crave 80% of the time, right? Meditation I crave fifty percent of the time, right? I wouldn't even say crave, like would be a bad way to say it. The cold plunge, I sound, I feel excited about it when I'm like 30 minutes into a sauna. Yeah, fucking hot and sweating, it's 140 degrees in here, let's go for it. Uh, as soon as I open the door to the sun, I'm like, eh, never mind. But as soon as I step into the cold water, right, and I tend to keep my cold plunge around 40 degrees or mid-40 sometimes, sometimes even high 30s, just depending on the weather outside, obviously. When I get in there, that voice pops up immediately, right? As soon as my breath starts to get a little bit, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'm like, I'm trying to get my heart rate back down. I'm trying to get my breath rate back down. and I kind of settle in about 20 and 30 seconds into it. And then as soon as it is, I'm like, I'm kind of in a place where most of the time I'm like, you should get out. It's fucking cold. You should get out. And then I'm like, no, 10 more seconds. Focus on my breath. And I really try to connect because the one thing about meditation that I think is not as effective as the cold plunge is I'm doing the same breath work that I'm doing during meditation or the same thing that I'm doing during stretching, um, which is actually something I could probably talk about in a second. Um, But I'm having a stimulus that's convincing me to do otherwise, right? So meditation, there's not really – I'm sitting in front of a red light and kind of feel comfortable and it's the morning and I'm half asleep because I just woke up. Cold plunge, I'm fighting, trying not to shiver and freeze my ass off and also still somehow bring myself back down to this kind of controlled state. That's why I think cold water is the most powerful tool in the world when it comes to managing stress, building mental resiliency, becoming anti-fragile, building a mindset that's bulletproof. Is because if you can do something that's hard and somehow manage to control your breath, like when I'm there and my body is like wanting to start shivering and I'm like, Three, four, five seconds in. Three, four, five seconds out. And I start to control that breath. What's happening is I'm building a habit of saying, there is something stressful going on right now outside. It's external. But your internal manages to control itself and manages to come back to a breath and manages to come to a place where you can actually take advantage and grab that thing by the reins. That, for me, it's fucking amazing, right? There, there is no cooler thing in the world than that. Because once I show up to other stressful external events in the world, I have the ability because I practiced coming back to my breath, coming back to a relaxed state, coming back to a place of control. Um, and like I said, I don't want maybe a separate podcast one day will be hot, cold therapy and why I love it so much. When I get out of that thing I'm not joking. Like it feels better than any alcoholic drink or drugs ever made me feel in the world. Like, it feels like you just click the reset button on the human body. Like, I feel amazing. And then also, I feel like I just collected a huge win for me because I did something that was super challenging. And even though it was three minutes, I managed to be able to control my breath and get out of it and do it. Um, now, is there times where I quit early on the workout? Is there times where I quit early on the meditation? Is there times that I get out early before my clock is over, my timer's done? Yes, it's slim to none. I try to really outweigh that. It does happen. That's okay. Don't look at those as losses. Just look at that as like, today, the external stressor beat you, and you didn't that's okay we don't win every day as much as we try to we don't win it every day so building these wins is like building any other habit in life right so if you want to become anti-fragile you want to become someone that can manage stress and be able to take a lot of stress on and build the capacity remember stress is not avoiding it it's how much of a capacity can we build to still manage what's going on around us the reason why the best most successful people in all areas of life athletes workers relationships whatever it might be they don't have the ability to not be stressed. They have the ability to be able to handle it at a higher capacity. So if you want all these skill sets, learn to do two things. Number one, take action. Just move, just do something. Because if you don't take action to move forward on it, I'm gonna promise you right now, you will continually drown in your sours, right? And I will not feel bad for you. The reason why is because you're not doing anything, right? You can't complain about the results you don't have from the work you have not been doing. Simple as that. If you're on my team, you've heard me say this a million times. If you're on a client of mine, you've heard me say this a million times. You cannot complain about the results you do not have from the work you have not done. Number one, take action, step one. Number two, do hard things more often. Choose the path of most resistance. Ride a bike instead of an electric bike. Walk to work instead of driving everywhere, right? Take the stairs instead of the escalator. Take a cold shower, Do things that are hard, right? Stretching was something I kind of wanted to throw into that workout part. It's like most people skip mobility because it's boring and it's hard, right? Or it's not comfortable. It's like, what the fuck am I doing this for? That's a perfect example of why you should be doing it. Anything that you see with that subconscious brain turns on and says, yeah, we should skip this. Your conscious brain should be like, there's a reason why I'm saying this. Let's go for it. Run into the fire. Two different types of people in this world. Lucky you'll love this. People run into the fire or people that run away from the fire, right? If you want to learn how to run into the fire, be able to not get fire burn, You got to do those things, right? You got to build tolerance. You got to build capacity. Um, So that's kind of what I want to leave you on. So the little challenge and homework that I threw in the email for you guys was, you know, cold shower. Obviously, most people don't have a cold plunge. If you do, hats off to you. Let me know. Um, But taking showers, I love to take warm and hot showers. Hot showers, probably more importantly. I take a hot shower, and then what I do is I finish on a minute of cold. Um, You get more health benefits, and that could be a separate podcast from Finishing on the Cold. Um, But for just this mental resilience and kind of mental thing that we're working on for today, start with 10 seconds, right? Just do something. Get uncomfortable and try to control your breath there. And even if you do it for 10 seconds, I'm just going to do one deep breath five seconds in and five seconds out, right? That's one breath, cool. And then next week or next time, do it for two breaths and then three breaths and then just get it and do it for a minute, right? Like you're gonna get so much benefit from it, but I'm telling you, when you wanna build this thing that we're talking about today, start to do more hard stuff, okay? All right, guys, I hope you guys take away something as always. um, As always as well, just a little quick reminder to help me kind of grow this thing so we can get it out to more people. Live a review, share it with somebody, subscribe to the channel. I'm trying to do these weekly. I'm trying to keep it focused on health and mindset and wellness and anything holistically that I can think that surrounds that. Um, And as always, have a great weekend. Talk to you soon.